Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just What we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Hey everybody, I'm Devin Kadayama, and you're listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. And today's show isn't just any show, it's actually our 500th episode, which sounds incredible to say, and it's still a little bit weird that we've done 500 of these shows, and it just makes me think about all the stuff that I've had the privilege of sharing with you. You know, we've talked with reporters about the Bay Area's biggest challenges, like housing and climate and racial injustice. And we've also just spent time with people who live here and people who are doing amazing things for their community, including some of you. Which is why today we want to share an episode from earlier this year that a lot of you connected with. It's all about tips and tricks that you can use to address your city council. And after this episode, I'm going to be joined by our producer, Erica Cruz Guevara, and our editor, Alan Montesilio, to talk a little bit about this episode, but also about the Bay's beginnings. So hang with us. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find the link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Serving as a clerk, I probably signed more than 16,000 pieces of legislation. Oh, gosh, worked with seven iterations of council. 
um, 14 city administrators, four mayors. It's, it's been a wild ride. Latonda Simmons is the assistant city administrator for the city of Oakland. But before that, she was Oakland's city clerk for 16 years. We spoke with her back in January as part of our By the People series, which was all about where democracy shows up in the Bay Area. Now, the city clerk has a lot of responsibilities, and one of them is to run the city council meetings. And it's a big job. I'm fortunate to say that I believe the public has seen me as sort of their champion and their advocate because, you know, my whole um, interest is making sure that the public has a chance to be a part of the discussion and the decision-making process in terms of wherever it is that they want to go with it. It's their spectrum, right? But they should be availed the opportunity to have the highest and most engaged part of the process so that they know how this will affect the quality of their lives. You were the city clerk for 16 years. How did you even become the city clerk? I'm never coy about telling people that in effect that like the career decision was an accident, so to speak. (laughs) You know, I I came into the clerk's office. I was um, cable franchise assistant, just kind of doing compliance work when there was uh, local city's ability to be able to kind of regulate, you know, complaints about cable service and stuff. Mm -hmm. My predecessor was like, yeah, we really like you. Hey, do you want to come do this legislative thing? And I was like, God, no. No, I'm watching people run in the hallway, you know, for, for items, standing up meetings. I actually, I didn't know what they were running for. I just knew that if they were running, I don't know if yeah, I wanted a job a that required that. me to run in the office. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, no, no. And, and she was like, yeah, okay, sure. And, you know, she kind of kept me there. We worked on some things. I wound up writing a couple of positions I, uh, in the, into the budget. I wrote the budget. I got a few things passed that they could not get passed. And then she was like, yeah, you know, this job's going to go away. And the only thing left is going to be this other thing. So if you want to keep working. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to keep working. So it sounds like initially you weren't, you weren't about the position, but then you were. And so looking back, why do you think you were recommended for the position? Why do you think your colleague pushed you so hard? Well, I do think she saw that I was pretty good at coordinating some complex things, that I could read Hmm. the code and probably interpret what the practical application of it could be. And then I think she's, you know, she kind of liked my bedside manner, my ability Mm -hmm. to talk to people and just make you either feel like a really good friend or family, but walk you through a process and tell you the truth about it. And so... I think those are the things that she saw. And and then she also saw that I wasn't afraid to even tell her the truth. So at the beginning, you had this attention to detail. You had the sensitivity. You you had this directness. But I'm curious, did that prepare you for your first city council meetings? I was not prepared for the level of public engagement that I'm in. One of my first meetings, and they put me in, and I was doing okay. I was managing the agenda and the details and seeing the speakers come up. And the first gadfly that came in, and, and you know, he's known in Oakland, Sanji Pond, this amazing guy, right? But he held our feet to the fire in terms of accountability. We may not have liked the way that he did it. Well, my first introduction to him was him stepping up to the microphone, you know, very straight face, language nice and clean, and he called us a cesspool. So I'm, uh-huh. I'm all clutching my pearls, you know, I'm like, oh, what do we do? I'm, we're cesspools. What do we do, oh. right? And he just kind of went on about his day and everyone else is sitting in their chair like, uh-huh, thank you, your time has expired. 
And that probably was the best way to get me in because, you know, from there, I learned that the public has the right to criticize us in the way that they want to in some cases. I mean, not all things should be on the table, but Sanjeev Panda was the one that actually held our feet to the fire. But before it was said and done, I was able to have some really like candid dialogues with him. And I think his commitment was to seeing this government improve. Just imagine if your mom never told you to correct something. Just imagine if your teacher never told you to correct something. Just imagine if the people around you never told you to correct things, right? Who would you be? How would you be? And it's hard to take correction, but that was his job, and he was really good at it. Let's talk a little bit about the Oakland City Council meetings because they are a special place. Oakland is a special place because I feel like there's just a high level of public engagement in Oakland. Uh, anybody who follows the council meetings knows about the hashtag Oak meeting, which I, th- I think is actually a pretty cool thing because anybody can pop in on Twitter and, and follow that hashtag. And there's a lot of people, you know, all kinds of people in Oakland who are adding to the conversation with that. Can you tell us about some of the most memorable council meetings that you were a part of? The thing that sticks with me still right now today, and it always will, And it doesn't really matter what the topic is. It's when I hear someone walk into chambers or walk into the room and they're monolingual and it's not English. Mm -hmm. And and they say, I just found out that you're going to vote on this thing that's going to change my life. And you know what? There was no agenda out, not in my language. And I only found out at the grocery store or I found out at the mechanic. And I rushed here to be part of this conversation because you're going to change my life. And I don't even, I didn't even have enough time to bring other people who would be affected. It doesn't matter what the topic is. Every time I hear that, my thinking is government has to do better. That's the thing that sticks with me. And it resonates with me from the very beginning, just as much as it does right now. For people all over the Bay Area who care about, you know, what's happening in their communities, what is it about city council specifically that makes it such an important place to engage and show up? You know, first of all, local government is where the rubber hits the road. You know, there there's policies at the federal level, state level that are absolutely important. But let's talk about how immediately you can change the zoning in a neighborhood so that you can't conduct the personal business out of your house. Let's talk about immediately where you can make a decision where you can't park your car in front of your house a certain way. Let's talk about how, where you can make a decision where the bus may not go to you. You may not get transportation because some local jurisdiction has changed the route. Don't get me wrong, the the big stuff is sexy and it captures the headlines, but if you wanna talk about effectuating change, it's local. You know, for people who do show up to, to city council meetings or on Zoom, for that matter, over the last year, what's, what's the most impactful way for individuals to get the council to listen to them? It has been to speak. I've not studied communications in, in terms of ac- through academia, but I've watched it for years. And, and there is something about tone and inflection. And, and I know that right now we're living in a world of sometimes 140 or 280 characters as the soundbite of a person's sentiment. But, but that's not enough sometimes. To hear tone and inflection, to hear the personal story of how it will affect you, to humanize the policy, you know, that's, that's where speaking, you, you just can't, you can't replace that. Yeah. People are laying their souls bare in these meetings, um, advocating. 
I hate to use words like advocating, but really pleading for intercession so that they can have a quality of life that they ought to be able to have. Well, let's talk about how to make that dialogue just a little bit easier for people who are being so vulnerable. It can be a really scary thing to do to be vulnerable in that moment and to address people who are who have the power. And so I'm curious, if you're helping somebody prepare for the first time to address the city council, what tips do you have for that person? What, what I say to people is like, don't let the, the space of time get in your head. You know, really try to own whatever the amount of time is and then try to, it, as best you can, take advantage of all of the avenues. Because believe it or not, it's the duty of this government, the policymakers and the administration to listen. Not to just sit there and just hear it and move on. I know it feels that way, but really to listen. And your voice is fortified when you are repeating yourself, when you are repeating yourself. And I know that that's a lot of work. And I know the public often feels like I ought to be able to say it the one time and that's enough. But believe it or not, we need to hear it. That is what continues to keep us focused on change. And so like write out your thoughts. Make sure that you illustrate what the impact is to you, that you tell it what it is. You want to be vulnerable, you have a right to be vulnerable, but I also don't want you to feel as though you are really gutting yourself and you're losing your dignity by telling a story. So you don't have to tell us the grit if you don't want to, but if you think the grit really illustrates the impact and you are comfortable doing so, then this is your space to make that point. When you think about the 16 years that you worked as Oakland City Clerk, how do you think the job changed you? I'm proud to say that I, you know, someone would probably assume that you would get a little numb and you can't hear it anymore. Um, I think what it has done is it, it actually has made me care more. And, and I say that because, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to see policy and it's sausage. I swear it's totally like making sausage, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, it looks good once we got yeah. it in the casing, right? But boy, let me tell you, going through yeah. the ground. In fact, it's, it, it fortifies the importance of being able to hear people. We're seeing more participation now than mm. we did when we were in a brick and mortar situation. Like City Hall could only hold about 150 people in chambers. Right. You know, the rollover rooms were only maybe 75 to 100 people in those rooms. But, you know, I look at the metrics on a Zoom meeting I can see three, 400 people connected, and that's nothing. Do you think that's going to continue? Do you hope that that engagement somehow gets captured? It's got to. You know, when you think about what the, this country and what our communities are going to have to recover from, right? How, how will you be able to make sure that you have space to get in the room when you're working on your own recovery, right? You're going to have to, some people are going to have two or three jobs. This will be the forum, you know, keeping a Zoom connection will be the forum that allows people to come into the room. And we can't lose that. When you get the opportunity to hear beyond the general spectrum of who normally comes in the room or who can't come in the room because their life is so busy, they're, they're surviving and they can't make it into the room in terms of the conventional room. We have to keep this alive. We, we actually have the duty to listen, and, and, and I hope, 
you know, not just here in Oakland because I'm committed to it, but I hope that this is a thing that, that it actually catches in all places. This is public participation. This is the civic responsibility. And that kind of inclusion, I think, believe it or not, gives the public hope. Thank you so much. I really have enjoyed talking to you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, so that was Latonda Simmons, Assistant City Administrator for the City of Oakland and the City Clerk for 16 years. We spoke with her back in January. And this is a special show for the whole Bay team, which is why we wanted to run it for our 500th episode. And for that, I'm also joined here by Bay producer Erica Cruz Guevara. ECG, what's up? Hey. And our editor, Alan Monticilio. Hello. Hey there. Uh, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about this episode. Alan, I want to start with you. Why did you want to run this episode? Why'd you like it so much? Well, I think it, I think Latonda just provides a really unique perspective into local politics, into making change locally that I just don't feel like I hear very much uh, about. You know, we hear, we talk about uh, politicians, we talk about people running for office, we talk about protests, and that's all well and good. Um, but here's someone whose job it is to actually just keep things running. And she She's just seen so much in her career. And, and, you know, to the extent that we're a show that's about being rooted in your local community, I just thought that was really, really powerful. And so when we were thinking about um, releasing an episode that reflected some of our values, you know, just the, as journalists, as, as a show, you know, kind of collectively between the three of us, I thought this was such a, just a perfect fit. Yeah, totally. ECG, what about you? Like what stands out to you or, or what do you like most about it? I really love the way Latonda talks about local government in these just like very accessible terms. She makes city council sound like truly like the place for all of us. I love when she says, if you want to affect change, it's local. And I think like Alan's point is completely right. Like that, when at the end of the day, when we're making our episodes, um, I think that's something that I'm thinking about is... How do I tell a story in a way that empowers our listeners um, to feel like they can do something about the community that they live in so that they are equipped with the knowledge of like what it means to live in, in this particular place? She really brings, I think, anyone who's listening in to this really important process. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we know that there are a lot of people in the Bay Area who are already really engaged and, you know, in public media, we talk about like, what are what are measures of success? You know, how do you how do you know that the podcast is a success? And for me, like a big, a big thing is like people getting engaged, like hearing a show and wanting to, uh, you know, reach out to somebody who they, they heard in the show or, or donate or, you know, in some cases, like take action. And so for me, I, I feel like this episode had had a lot of what we try to do in a lot of our Bay episodes you know, tell people something that's that's really important, but also like get people get people either excited or frustrated or just basically make people feel something that kind of makes them want to engage with their community. One other part of the conversation that really stood out to me is when Latanda said the moments that stand out to her the most are when she's seen process fail people, you know, specifically people who are monolingual and that one language isn't English and they just heard about a measure that is going to affect their lives just in the course of their day. I think that just offered a really critical like window into into the ways that 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 these systems are failing people. And I would include local news in that conversation as well, you know. You know, when I say like politics, 
that can denote a certain type of person, a certain type of like way we talk about stuff. But, you know, this is just real nitty gritty day to day stuff that affects people's lives. Alan's point kind of made me think just about uh, my own family, who also lives here in the Bay Area. It made me think about my parents and my aunts and uncles, who I don't think have ever been to a city council meeting, you know, and I think about why that is and what about it makes them feel like that like that's not even a place that they would see themselves in and i think that that's also what makes this episode so powerful is it makes you reflect on your own place in your community and what particular roles that you play in it and even if it's not city council I think it made me think about like my role as a journalist in the community um, and the other roles that you can play outside of city council um, but that you can play locally. One more thing I actually want to do before uh, I let both of you go and before we let everybody go. Um, In 2018 before we even had the title for the show The Bay we were throwing around all these different options for what it could be called. And we had more, like more than 80 uh, different names. And I want to share some of them with you and get your reactions. So here we go. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. This is exclusive behind the scenes content. So the show could have been called one of these. Telegraph, nine. One option is a Roman numeral for the nine county Bay Area. Uh, okay. um, uh, the Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play on the say, daily. <laughs> I'm going to give you a note of that one. All right, all right. Sincerely news with a comma. Mm. And the final one I'm going to give you is a cup of Devon. <laughs> a C U P P A cuppa, a cup of Devon. You know, I think I think we made a big mistake by not calling it that. I think we need to do a rebranding. The cup of Devon sounds like a coffee shop name. If you ever do choose to transition to that, I will be your coffee shop DJ. A cup of Devon sounds like like a commercial radio, like live talk, like 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 Devon in the morning kind of thing, you know. What was the very very first one again? Telegraph. I th- I kind of liked that one. It made me think of Telegraph Avenue, and I think maybe that's what you were going for. I imagine. And I I just like the like very simple, and I think that's what we ended up with. But a better version of all those, the Bay. Was the Bay on that original list? The Bay is actually not on this original list. And I, I think if I recall correctly, like the title came super late when we were just tired of thinking about titles and not really getting anywhere. And I, I, I remember us being at this table out in the atrium at KQED Studios and like Vinny just casually being like, what about the Bay? And then we all just, it just kind of clicked and we're like, yeah, what? why didn't we just think of that at the very beginning? Um, and so it just became the bay. It was like really quick and easy after that. A moment of inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that, that's how that works. Alan and ECG, thank you for sharing uh, your thoughts, but also just being amazing teammates. <laughs> oh, thanks, I really Devin. appreciate it. Retweet. <laughs> So with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening to us all these years, but also if you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, here's to 500 more. You can find us on Twitter. We're at the Bay KQED, where today on Friday, 
for our 500th episode, you'll find some more questions where you can test your knowledge of the show. You can also find those in our newsletter, which comes out every Friday. The Bay is a production of KQED Public Media in San Francisco. We are produced each week by Eric Cruz Guevara and Alan Montecilio. Shailen Martos is our production assistant. Issa Mendoza writes our Friday newsletter. KQED's podcast leadership team is Jessica Placek, Kiana Mogadam, Erica Aguilar, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Tovin Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Devin Kadayama. That's it from us. We'll be back on Monday with a new episode. Take care of yourselves. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. 